0: You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, happy Thursday. Ever wondered the secrets of people who live a life of faith over the long haul? I mean, why do some followers of Jesus have a resilient faith that can withstand the storms of life while others flame out or implode? I just want to invite you to join us at Eastside this week, and we're going to continue to unpack the secrets for building a resilient faith. And you can find all the service times and locations at eastside.com. So this week, we've been talking about creation and its creator and why it was good. Today, I want to discover why there's so much chaos in the world. Why is the world so messed up? Genesis 3 recounts the day that the struggle between good and evil began, and it's a pivotal moment in God's story because this is where God's story introduces us to the antagonist, to the evil one. Satan was an archangel of God who rebelled against him and tried to overthrow God, so God cast him out of heaven. And now the only thing that he has going for him is that he wants to take as many of us down with him as he can. And this is his job description. According to John ten ten, it says he has come to kill, to steal and to destroy. That's his mission. Steal, kill, destroy. This is why he exists. Now, Genesis 3, one says, now the serpent, Satan in disguise was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden?" Now, Satan is so unoriginal because he's been using the same temptation tactic since the beginning of time. For instance, he always starts kind of questioning what God said. Did God really say? And then he moves to twisting what God said. Did God really say you can't eat any of all this good fruit? <laughs> Take your time answering that because if you say yes, he's already got you. God didn't say you must not eat from any tree. He just says don't eat from one tree, this one tree. Well, then Satan moves to denying what God said. He says, you will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman. And then he finally moves to reversing what God said. In verses four and five of Genesis three, he says, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. Total lie. It's just the classic strategy. Question, twist, deny, Reverse And Satan still has the same playbook today. He whispers, it's not really lying. It's just fudging the truth. Go ahead and cheat on your spouse. This other person may, after all, be your true soulmate. You're out of town. No one will ever know. The only way to really experience the goodness of God's grace is to walk a little on the dark side. Satan's the father of lies, friends, and, and he buys the lie. Even if we've never used these words, we all feel a chill at Satan's deceptive tactics. And, and privately, personally, down deep, we realize our own dark side and all too well, we know it, and our own brokenness. And the brokenness between God and human beings now leads to broken relationships and broken families, and it leads to a broken world. And this epic story that started out so good now becomes an ugly page turner. However, the great news of this story and the great news for each of our stories is that there is hope. In fact, very early on in God's story, we find some glimmers of hope. Years ago, a very talented landscape artist had a number of people watching over his shoulder as he was painting a very bleak winter scene, mountains and snow swirling all around the rocks, pine trees blowing over in the wind, dark clouds looming overhead, And in the background, there was an isolated cabin that was nestled up against the hillside. And then with a very simple stroke, the artist transformed the mood of the painting. He dipped the tip of his brush in yellow paint, And he put a touch of gold in the window of the cabin. And suddenly the picture had a glimmer of life and light and hope. There was an invitation to warmth and safety. There was a window of hope to move toward in the frigid cold. Can I tell you something? This first section of God's story paints a very dismal picture of brokenness and despair. But God dips his brush in the paint in a promise. And he gives the story a ray of hope to move forward to. We're going to get there tomorrow. God, I thank you that there's always hope. And for somebody today who's in circumstances that don't believe there's hope, may they see that little glimmer. May they see that little ray of light in a window off in the distance. Thank you for being a God who brings light into our darkness. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll catch you tomorrow. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Jean Apple.